Hello, it is Tuesday, July 13th, 2021 years after zero. Massive show today. Sugar Sean stops by for a great conversation. AJ Hawks back, Sham Sharania. I mean, you're talking about one of the biggest days we have had in some time. Another conversation in there too. That's going to be absolutely beautiful. I think you're going to enjoy it. And if you do, by the end of this show, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never ever happened. Ty, let's get into this thing, shall we? On this beautiful Tuesday. Obviously, massive storylines out of the home run derby last night, where Showtime Shohei Otani almost became Shohei O. No. Thought he was going to hit zero home runs in a home run derby. Ended up tying, going into overtime, going into a three-swing, swing-for-swing battle against a man who went three-for-three, three, and I thought that was a bit problematic. Shohei did not hit one in the bonus, bonus, bonus overtime extra home run swing. And we will dive into our thoughts and opinions on the production, okay? Mm. All right. <laughs> yep. There's great people at every company. Yeah. Okay, there's great people at every company, but there are some things that have been happening as of late that I can't fucking stand. Joey Chestnut, 76 hot dogs, screen was frozen whenever he entered 76 and broke the world record that he had set a year prior with no fans. This man forced himself to eat 76 hot dogs, and then out of nowhere, it's fucking frozen. His kids won't be able to see it. I won't be able to tell my kids about it because the screen was frozen. Now, for the home run derby, we don't get a distance on every single one. Nope. We barely get, we get no, bop, 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 yeah. none of that. Uh-uh. But we did have a show, hey, early. He left, obviously watched the whole show. Boom, boom, Mancini. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Alonzo, uh-huh. who's become a fan favorite. All, he got paid 600 grand all year to play baseball, made a million last night, hitting dong shots while rocking out the entire time. I love Pete Alonzo. Love Boom, boom, Mancini. Like Shohei. Love the entire, sorry, love Shohei. Love the show. Just thought we are missing some key fucking ingredients. In Denver, with mile high, thin air, in a home run derby, we need to know how far these balls are going, ESPN. Please. Come on. Some of us had a very handsome bet on the over-under of 519 and a half feet for a home run, which would have been by far the longest home run hit in the history of the home run derby. The reason why it was 519 and a half, by the way, is because they were in Denver, bomb town, big ball town. And we can't see the number. Had a, Bullshit. They, they referenced it one time. He just hit a ball 518 yards, or 518 feet, and then he's moved on. That is a record, by the way. Then he's moved on. It's like, okay, okay. And then they would tell us the average feet on ESPN2 on a stack. It's like, mm-hmm. no, he gives a fuck about the average. Nope. How far are these things going? <laughs> and then when Shohei lost, by the way, when he lost on his thing, they didn't even have a shot of him. They had, a, I mean, what was Side going angle. on? Ridiculous. What was going on? Was it just kind of an after uh, afterthought, a last minute thing? Like what? Uh, at Ty Schmidt, at Boston Connor, we all watched along. We all had the same reaction. Oh no! Oh no! Oh yeah. no! What happened? Do you think with that? I loved it. I think everybody that went out there and yeah. swung. Woo! Good Rish- work, Rishano. Rishano. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Love him. Mm-hmm. Dave Joss. Oh, hell of a performance. Davey. Davey. Rishano was grooving balls for Mancini early and hyping him up. By the way, he's like, ah, yeah. ah, let's go. Let's go. He was saying that was massive. The pitching was a big deal. We talked about that yesterday. We'll dive into the home run derby a little bit more later. But we we're all upset with the production. We didn't like the show. Joining us now is a man who puts on a great show. Ooh. 
Zito's giving me like a maybe. I don't know. Zito, oh. is he good or not? Is he there? He looks good. Yeah, he's good. Okay, all right. Joining us now is the consummate showman, a man who went to a previous UFC event, and he said, I only get 15 minutes to perform. I'm going to make these things beautiful masterpieces or something like that. And he did nothing short of that on Saturday night to kick off. The pay-per-view. And by the way, just like in everything, you put your best either last or first. It's one go. or the other. Dana said, we're going to put this guy first. Sugar Sean O'Malley went first. His opponent dropped out just a couple days beforehand, showing up with incredible braids and dreads, looking beautiful, something that looked like it was a picture of what a fighter should look like. And then he played bongos on a man's face. 200 punches to the face for this guy. Joe Rogan said his face looked like roadkill. I said it was about five to six CTE diagnoses of punches and trauma were delivered by this man, the future of the UFC, the next Bantamweight champion in the UFC, ladies and gentlemen, Sugar Sean. Yeah! This guy, this guy, guy, right here. Yeah. This guy. How you doing, dude? Dude, I learned it from you, baby. <laughs> hey, I didn't see any of the overhand rights there. I'm a little bit bummed about that. But let's talk about when, you're, when your opponent drops out and then new guy comes in, do you try to do research? What do you do? How does this, what was your plan going in? Does it matter who's there? Did Mutino becoming your fighter, uh, your opponent change anything for you going into the night? <laughs> yeah, um, well, the, there's the orthodox position and then there's a south, the southpaw stance. Um, the kid I was originally going to fight, Orthodox, sparred Orthodox guys for about six weeks, um, 10 days, 11 days notice, they say, hey, you're fighting Southpaw, which, you know, doesn't matter. When you're the best striker in the UFC, it doesn't matter. <laughs> but I, I think maybe, you know, I, I spar a couple Southpaws, I, I, I could put that kid's lights out. I still had 30 seconds to put his lights out, Herb Dean had seen enough, um, not mad at the stoppage, really wish I could have put his lights clean out, but all around... Overall performance, I'm happy with it. Yeah, another TKO, by the way. Mm-hmm. I mean, technical, but and you're still undefeated, so you should be pumped about it. It was the best performance we've seen in some time. You were shit. Okay, you dedicated <laughs> the game to the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Okay, hometown yep. Phoenix Suns about to win the uh, or won the NBA champ, about to win the NBA championship. You're shaking him in the middle of the fight, and you just called yourself the best striker in the UFC or whatever. That has to be real. You were just, you know, me and that Oculus. It looked like you were just playing. A against a robot almost that was set on get back up and get in the face <laughs> get back up and get in. get back up. it was on and i think you did knock him out once early there but what was your mindset like dude this guy won't go like did you have that did you think like what do i have to do to this guy because he he was literally like i mean it, there might have been a bag of peanuts up there i don't yeah, know oh, yeah. how your head mm-hmm. takes that much trauma and doesn't go out what, what were your thoughts while that was all going on two days before the fight I thought about that. I was like, God, it'd be sweet. I was like, I, I, the only way I could get front uh, court side tickets to the next game is if I, if I call, the, call my shot, then this game's for the Suns, and I go out there, dribble on them, and knock them out. Um, and I was that close, man. I was that close. Hit him with a nice couple dribbles. Made that up two days before the fight. Um, but, yeah, that dude was so tough. Um, I, I, don't, I couldn't put his lights out. I, I had 30 seconds left. We had 15 minutes. I had 30 seconds left. Um, people said I was getting tired, but I'm pretty sure each round my, my punch count went up. Um, breaking records is exhausting. 
Sean, the people that were saying you were tired, by the way, a couple of the commentators said it a couple of times. Mm -hmm. Like they thought that Moutinho had uh, kind of like what's that rope of dope, like kind of uh, uh, Homer Simpson, or or kind of took the beating, and there he was almost putting. It felt like every round they wanted you to kind of get beat because of how bad you were just punching him in the face. You weren't tired at all, though, right? You said your punch count goes up. Were you exhausted? Was there any part of your body that was hurting? I mean, you. You played bongos with another human's face, skull, for 14 and a half yeah, minutes. Dude, I'm, I was tired. <laughs> he was tired. Anyone that fought in that cage that night was tired. Um, and I kept looking at the clock, and people think if you look at the clock, that means you're gassed out. But I don't know. Have you, when you were in the NFL, you ever look at the clock before? Just, you know, you, you want to know how much time's left in a quarter? I think it's strategy. You look at the clock, it's like, okay, I need to know if I have three minutes left, if I have two minutes left, if I have a minute and a half left. Um, so anyone that says that if you look at the clock, it means you're tired is stupid. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And, and because situations, you're obviously winning the round. How long do we have to go? How much longer is this thing going here? How long do I have to knock him out? And it seemed like at the end of each round, you hit him with maybe your – I don't want to say your hardest, but it seemed like you're, the end of the first round, you knocked him out. I can't believe he answered the bell, by the way. So you knocked him out one time. And then the second round, and you hit him again. It was almost like you were going to uh, end it there early. Is there like a wave of how hard you're hitting him, or is every punch trying to be a knockout punch? Is there setup punches in the second and third round, or what is it there at that point when it seems like you're literally punching a heavy bag that is just walking towards you? Yeah, it always it comes down to speed. I'm just trying to be be as fast as possible, hit and not get hit. I've always preached that pretty much my entire career. That's what I want to be the best in the world. That is being hitting without getting hit. Floyd Mayweather's done it better than anyone, um, and, and I think I'm pretty sure that the differentiate differential um, from me hitting my opponents is, is is proven that it's up there. That's what I want to become a master in hitting and not getting hit. Uh, and I think I you know was able to do that against a very tough, durable opponent. And, um, yeah, you, you, you called it. You probably did get a couple CTE. Um, that, that's, that's dangerous. You know, 30, second, 30 more seconds, I could have landed 10, 15 more shots. You know, he went straight to the hospital after that fight. Uh, that that could, have been, could have been a lot worse. But, you know, thankfully, thankfully it wasn't. Is this the new shirt, by the way? Is this the shirt we're all buying right now? And still undefeated? And still, with just an N. Don't want to get uh, trademarked. I was smart. very... I was smart. Smart. Wow. And still. And still. But, it, but it's hot. It's hot in Phoenix, though. Yeah. So I had to make sure I got my fucking tank. Yeah! Yeah! Obviously. Oh, thank, thank God you told me to fucking practice my uh, my speech after uh, with, with my heart rate up. Daniel and I we had to go on the treadmill, hit a couple sprints, and, and, and talk on the mic. So I was able to I was able to get that out decently after my fight because of the preparation. Well, anytime you need counsel or anything for the yeah, uh, bullshit surrounding what you actually do, because I couldn't do what you actually do, you let me know. I'd feel honored to be a part of that. In the afterwards, by the way, I think not only did you call out Peter Yon, which we will get to here in a second, you also read the room, okay, which was, because you are, 
the most electrifying fighter in the game right now. You Thank are you. the people's fighter right now. Mm -hmm. You are, you're just, you're everything that the UFC could potentially need or want at the time. You're going to be the champion. And because of who you were fighting, he like out baby faced you almost just by eating all the punches in the crowd mm -hmm. when Herb stopped him. You read the room very well, complimented him. Mm -hmm. Then your answer for, that's a lot of head damage <laughs> was maybe, I mean, that was fantastic. I thought your promo was beautiful, beautiful show. <clears throat> Thank you. A lot of people are saying I called out Cody Garbrandt. I mean, I had been calling him out for two years. I didn't call him out. I was letting people know Cody Garbrandt hasn't won a fight since 2012. I don't know if that's a call out or I'm just yeah. making statements. Facts. Um, but, hey, that's a potential matchup. I did call out Fob Ront. His name's Rob Font, and people were like, you misspelled, you said his name wrong. Like, I didn't know. It's like, come on. Come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Who do you think this is? Uh, who, have you talked to Dana? Is there, has he talked to you since the fight? And I would assume he is pumped that you are on his roster right now. He has to be. I, there has to be so much love being shown to you with your performances as of late from the UFC. Am I right or wrong? You're, you're, you're right. They got they got to love the performances. Um, they obviously strategically put me on the opening of a of a McGregor card. Um, I haven't talked to the UFC since. Um, I hardly know what day it is. So Tuesday. You know, it's <laughs> <laughs> it is Tuesday. It's officially Tuesday. Okay. 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 No, I, we went out. We went out to the after party after and. Uh, yeah, man, that was that was fun. Six, seven, eight weeks of discipline, uh, living a dis super extreme, extreme level of discipline, discipline lifestyle, going through a fight camp. That fight gets over. I went hard. Yeah, that was the first time. That was the first time I've ever uh, blacked out at a so. Oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you deserved it, by the way. Yeah, you, I mean, you 14 and a half minutes of beating the hell out of somebody. You're about to be the champ. You were the leadoff fight on the Conor McGregor card. I think I saw you. I think you were with Logan Paul. I think you were with DJ Marshmallow. Yeah. Hey, I, hey, you are the people's fighter. I think you are captivating the world right now. Do you feel like that? You're like, hey, I'm a pretty big fucking deal now. Is that how you feel? Oh, yeah, I feel like a big deal. Yeah. As you should. No, no I, I, it's crazy because I would have told anybody to listen. I mean, I, I said it even before I got on the UFC when I fought on the Contender Series. I said, I'm going to be the biggest draw in the UFC. I'm going to be the biggest name in the UFC. And it's and it's uh, just a matter of time. I just knew I had to go out there and put <clears throat> put the performances together. And uh, it's it's happening. So it, it feels good right now. Um, I'm not even a ranked fighter yet. And I'm, I, would, what? I would consider myself top three me? draws in the UFC right now. Not even ranked. What's that all about? Why aren't you? Who's doing the rankings? This is bullshit. I know. Well, honestly, it don't matter. It doesn't matter ranked or not. I could get a title shot in two fights coming off not being ranked. Um, so the, the the rankings actually do not matter as far as pay. It's, if you're top ten, you don't make <clears throat> more money. Or if you're top five, you don't make more money. So the rankings are stupid. They've never made sense. Um, I'm the champ in most people's eyes, so that's really all that matters. Hey, you're our champion. champ. Hell yeah, hey, yeah. Hashtag our champion uh, is Sugar Sean O'Malley, who's joining us right now after that just clinic of striking on Saturday night at UFC 264 to kick off the pay-per-view. Hey, so you're going to be taller than everybody you fight, more athletic. Like, I'm not... 
Mixed martial arts, I think, is an incredibly athletic thing. I'm talking about ball sport, though. You clearly have, like, a John, jo John Jones has some athleticism, some wiggle to him. You have some athleticism because you played all the sports and you got into kickboxing. You, is there any stop, other than maybe if you break your foot or whatever, or leg or anything like that, that could potentially happen in a cage? We saw that with Dustin and Connor. Is there any style or human that you see that could be a problem? Or with your size, length, your ability to strike, and it seems like you're you're so comfortable in these fights. It's unbelievable how comfortable you look. Is there any any problems on the horizon, or are we undefeated forever? Yeah, we're undefeated forever. We're on a smooth sail out into the ocean of undefeatedness. That's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> you know, really realistically, um, I need to be humbled. I need to be humbled. No, I'm shooks. But the top top five, <laughs> top 10, there, there's there's guys in there. That are definitely going to be challenges. I think, um, you know, the guys in the UFC, especially in the bantamweight division right now, are so good. The, the division's stacked. It's the best division in the UFC. Um, it's got to be up, up there with, with the best division in the UFC. You know, th there's problems. There's not very many of them. How about re wrestling style? Is there anybody, is that an issue, or are you good on, you, uh, you good at all that shit? <laughs> wrestling. Um, yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I, yeah, I got 10 more years of this. I'm sure I'll fight a wrestler. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's just, it, it's easier said than done. You know, you know, they want to take me down, put, put me down. That kid didn't shoot once. I don't know whether it was cause he, you know, he, he grew up or he said he wrestled in high school. He was a wrestler. Um, I don't know if he, it just was too stupid to try to shoot or he was too smart to try to shoot. Cause I, we, it's going to be harder to get to my legs than people think. Um, once you take me down, it's like, then what? Then you, you know what I mean? I'm going to choke you. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, if that's what you want to do, no big deal. I'm, Cause you're so, you're so, you feel like you are just playing at a different place than everybody. Yeah. It's like whenever like uh, an uncle or a dad grabs a little kid's head yeah. and then it's just underneath <laughs> it. And I saw John Jones and a lot of comparisons, <laughs> you and John Jones, I, I, I don't know if, if you take that as a compliment or not, and I don't yeah. mean it is. Yeah, I yeah, saw him in Baltimore. He did this fight in Baltimore. It was in the arena. He did the Ray Lewis entrance. Everybody remembers this. I was at that. He was literally just like holding this guy's head almost away from him and then just elbowing him in the head and then right back to this guy. And he just couldn't mess with him because he's so much longer than the guy he was fighting. You have, you seem to be so, and I don't know how, what did you, 135 is the weight? 135. Yeah, they call me Sean Jones. So, I mean, that's the perfect compliment. I mean, <laughs> Sugar Sean Jones, dude. The, yeah. How's the weight cut, though? No problem? Hard? No, weight cuts suck, man. I mean, every weight cut, you're basically, you're basically dying. Like, realistically, your body feels like it's about to shut off. You're dehydrating yourself. Um, I cut like seven pounds Thursday night and then cut three pounds Friday morning. Um, yeah, it sucks, dude. I I, I, I want to get the belt, move up to 45 here with the next, I don't know how long, but that's definitely the plan is, is take out the bantamweights and, and move up. Okay, well, we can't wait to watch that ride. Where are we at right now? Is this your office? Got a little Bob Marley up there? We got a Yeah, this is uh this is the house. I'm at the 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 house that I stay at. Me and my little brother setting up our own little show, the Bro Mally show. So we're just we got okay, a couple little set up. Here we go. Fun. All right, I can't wait to hear the Bro Mally show. Everything you do is awesome, so I assume the show is going to be great as well. Go ahead, Ty. Sean, uh, considering you took like next to no damage in that fight, are you trying to get back into the octagon as soon as possible, or will you still take like the same amount of time off uh, as you would in, in a fight that maybe went a little bit differently? 
my hands are so sore. Like I can hardly open up a doorknob. Like I, I my wrist is sore. Um, so I'm going to actually take a, I was kind of planning on fighting around uh, September, October. That was the idea before the fight. I think November, December is more realistic right now. Um, my toe is fat and purple because I, I threw a lot of body kicks. And sometimes when you land those body kicks, you land on people's elbows. Mm. And that's when a lot of people break their feet and then, uh, and do damage to their feet. So I, my feet are definitely sore. My hands are very sore. Um, From a face. So I would say, I would say we could probably see me – uh, one more time this year. The world wants to see you this year. Yeah, dude. need it. And I, I, I think I messaged you this. I think you were like 150 punches into the guy's face, and I started wondering about the hands. I was at, at what point? Yeah. are those little tiny? I mean, you landed an entire career's worth of punches almost on that guy's face. I wondered about the hands. Do you do you train the hands? And then when you talk about kicking, because obviously what happened with Connor and Dustin, is there a way to train your for misses or anything like that? Or is there a chance that just that, that a body can do a body thing? Yeah, those are some good questions. Thank uh, the you. first like going into the <clears throat> end of the first round my hands started hurting a little bit and I've never really had issues with my hands. Some people's hands break easy. I've never broken my hands. Um, I got some pretty big ass hands for a bantamweight, but they, uh, they were hurting towards the end of the first, <clears throat> every single shot I landed on his face, I felt it in my hands. Um, so that was different going into the third. I, I, I didn't, I didn't, it didn't feel like they're broken. Uh, I feel like I would have known, like, oh, shit, I think I broke my hand. So they were just really, really sore every time I'd pop, pop, pop. And he was talking shit the whole time. He would be like, <laughs> he would say, you're a bitch, and then I'd hit him with a jab, and then I'd head kick him, he'd shake his head, and then I'd hit him with a one-two. And, uh, yeah, he was walking forward, talking shit, and getting smoked in the face. So 170, that, that was- Hey, 177 punches to the face. Talking oh, shit, wow. you're a bitch. Wait, what was the, what was the second part of that question? Uh the leg kick thing because you said you broke your toe, but oh, that's right. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, my coach Tim had a good point. He said, uh, "How many time, how many kicks has Connor been throwing? It's been the last three years. You know, there's such small bones in your in your legs and your feet um, that if you're not if you're you know training for a boxing fight, hit and miss, boom, 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 boom." You're not kicking the bag. You're not kicking pads. You're not kicking people in sparring. So maybe that was last eight weeks of sparring. He, he started kicking and maybe hurt his feet in sparring. I do that all the time. I've hurt my feet in sparring a lot. A lot of the times I spar. So who knows if Connor had a little injury going into that fight from kicking a lot in camp. He is clearly his game plan was kick kick uh, Dustin's legs and that didn't work. That's yeah. That that sucks to see the fight end like that. Yeah, what would your thoughts be? Because they continue to talk shit immediately afterwards, and Poirier said, I'm going to fight him in the sidewalk or in the cage again, and this isn't finished because there's no closure, right? Even though, is that why it's so difficult because you train for so long and there's no actual closure? Who should, should Dustin consider that a win? Should Connor consider that a loss? Or do you think like, hey, you never know what could have happened? How does the fighter feel about that? Yeah, that's a good question. I think uh, <clears throat> for me, if, that, if I was Dustin and that happened, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be a satisfying win. It, it definitely wouldn't be like, uh, you know, some people, believe it or not, will celebrate that like it's an actual win. I can't, you know what I mean? Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it, it's a tough fight. Do they have a fourth one? It, it, it's hard to say because Connor's probably going to be out for, for a good amount of time. 
Um, but but he shot a promo right after. Who knows if it was more if it was if that's his that was his intention. I need to shoot. Another, I need to build my next fight. Or if it was Connor's cr- crazy. I heard, I heard he said some very crazy things um, that will like cross the line. But it depends whose line it is. Who's 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 saying where the line is. It might have been past the line a lot of people's uh, in a lot of people's books, but in the entertainment business, that line is very fine. And, and uh, who knows? He either shot a really good promo for the next fight, build it up, or, or or cross the line and he's going mad. Well, the line is in the eye of the beholder, obviously. Mm-hmm. That, is boom. Kind of, boom. that was too deep, Pat. Hey, no, you were pretty deep, though. You've said some real deep shit here today, too, coming fresh off your first blackout and punching a guy 177 times in the Oof. face. Yeah, good for yeah. you. Yeah. Getting blacked out, that was a wild experience. I was informed on a lot of the stuff that I had said and done after, <laughs> like the last couple of days. People have been telling me some of the stuff I done. Whew, and I definitely hit my apologies around. I had a <laughs> I, t- I definitely took things way too far and did uh did some things that I probably shouldn't have done. But you gotta you gotta go hard after a fight. And still, and I had yeah. a, I had a, I had my two I had my manager and. Um, Another person on the team following me around sober, making sure I didn't get into too much trouble. So shout out to them. They were huge helps because I might still be in a pool somewhere in Vegas. Yeah, I saw a video, I think, of you naked in a pool, I think, mm-hmm. for sure, which, by the way, well-deserved. You do whatever the hell you want to no. do, pal. Yeah. I assume those two, <laughs> those two sober people on your team, I assume those were the ones the next day who were like, uh, hey, you probably need to, send a, uh, you need to send an apology to blah, blah, blah. You need no. to... <laughs> No, they they didn't. It was my girl. She's like, "Hey, uh, this is what you did, and this is what you said," and I was just mind blown. Like, I'm like, "Are you serious?" I actually said that. <laughs> yeah, like, I didn't have any recollection of it. Well, I think the biggest myth in the history, as somebody who went out a lot and had a lot of friends that were in the out uh, party community, you know, going out community or whatever, uh, they say like. Drunk words or sober thoughts? I don't believe that at all. Nope. I don't believe that at all. And I think that was something that was planted by somebody who maybe wanted to get one over on some drunk person, yeah. and then it just stuck forever. It's like, I've heard some people say some things that I know they do not mean. And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> drunk words or sober thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I might have to have them again to, to, to find out. I have to go out, and out, out again and hey, record what I said. Next win. Next win, yeah. go ahead, Connor. Next week, baby. Oh, there we go. <laughs> hey, nice of you to apologize because even if you don't, you know, what are they going to do? Uh, but yeah, no. top 10, you said they don't really make any more money. When this next contract comes up for you, is that something that you're going to kind of bring to the table? Like, hey, I'm a massive draw for these pay-per-views. People are buying them to see me, or is that just something that will get figured out with the managers? Yeah, it sucks right now because I do have two or three more fights on my card or on my contract. And I and I'm coming off, you know, three my last three fights or my last three wins are, are, are knockouts TKOs, so it sucks because I should be getting paid more than I am right now, but I don't want to renegotiate right now for, for another seven fights, six fights. UFC is really good at trapping you in those fights, but a uh, couple more fights and then we'll see. We'll see what's next. Try not to stress about it because obviously I want to get paid more than I'm getting paid right now, and I feel like I am a huge draw. Obviously, I'm a huge draw. The numbers show it. The the, the fans show it. UFC knows it, oh, yeah. but they're still their job is to pay me as little as possible. Realistically, that's that's the matchmaker's job. Sean Shelby's job is to pay me as as least as possible. 
So, yeah, I'm going to have, you know, my team and, and we do the negotiations and all that fun stuff. But hopefully come to a to an agreement of where, where we're, we're both happy. Yeah, that's business. And the business of the UFC has been one that has been highly talked about. I mean, because yeah. of, you know, there's no association, there's no union, there's none of this. And that would never be able to happen, by the way, because there's so many people that want to get into the fight game. And there's only really one show in town. Cormier, I think, whenever this all was going on, he said that the way me and Dana did it is I just went to Dana and I told him. And Dana was very good about it. And then if it becomes like super drama, I guess Dana has the chance to potentially hold grudges or anything like that. There is, with what you have done for the UFC marketing-wise and everything, like I assume Dana loves you. And I, I yeah. can't wait to see you for the next 10 years, you said. Let's do that yeah. thing. You were talking to Logan. Uh, you were partying with Logan. I don't know how close you are. Jake yeah. also called you a legend. How do you feel about the YouTubers getting into the boxing and for the fight game as a whole? I'm a massive fan, but you're in the game a lot more. Some people that are in the game hate it. They think it's disrespectful. <clears throat> you're obviously friends with Logan and Jake. You don't feel that way. It's good for fighting, isn't it? I mean, that's good for fighting yeah I, th I think so i think it's just entertainment and it's just entertainment is what comes what it comes down to um yeah seeing logan at the club was dope uh i knew jake and logan were gonna go to the fights i had talked to them uh, jake said he was he's in training camp he wasn't gonna come come down to the club i told him i'd go see him but never made it up there <laughs> um, here's another apology yeah, I, by the way here's another another apology sorry about that yeah I, sorry about that no uh yeah, I plan on going out to Puerto Rico. That's where they're at right now. That's where Jake's going to finish up his training camp, going out there before their fight camp's up. And uh, just going out there training, hanging out. And, uh, you know, they're, they've put on huge, massive shows. That's what, I've, that's what I've been in this sport for 10 years to do is put on massive shows. And, I'm fight, you know, it's sweet that my buddies now are, are putting on shows like that. So it'll be fun to go, go to that. Um, I, I've, every time I've seen Logan, I've been pretty – drunk i've never really hung out with him sober uh it's just always been a been a good time drunk time super cool dude um but yeah definitely looking forward to to going out to puerto rico and hanging with hanging out with them for a bit that's fantastic i have a lot of relationships like that joining us <laughs> from his incredible office the future home of the bro Mally show the future bantamweight champion in still undefeated mm. ufc fighter ladies and gentlemen Sugar Sean O'Malley. Yeah! Yeah! You think you could strike me out? What's that, dude? You think you could strike me out? Ooh. With that pool cue? I'll yeah. Arm on you. No, I, I mean, are you going to use that pool cue or are you going to use a bat? <laughs> I'll use a bat, but I uh, feel like we could shoot some good some good sport, a little one-on-one one -on -one basketball, yes. Oculus boxing, a little punt-off maybe. Where are we doing this? Out, where, in Arizona? Am I coming to Arizona to do this? I think we could plan. I think we could... Uh, we could, we, could, we could plan something out and, and figure out. I'd come up there, come up here. Shit, meet me halfway. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if we'll meet each other halfway because that would be the worst decision. But I will. Uh, I'm in Arizona, I think, uh, yeah. in like two months, I think. Uh-huh. Dude, we got to do something. Okay, can you break your toe, too, before that? I don't need you out punting me. <laughs> no, my – yeah. I, I won't wear shoes. All right, good news. That'll help me out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Sean Malley. I'm for my brand or for the brand if I lose to you in a pun off, Sean. All right, everything else I can do that. Uh, he's the best. Boom. Yeah. Bang. Perfect. See you in a Dude, couple thank months. Thank you guys so much. Always fucking awesome coming on here. Look forward to it every time. New thing. Before the fight, after the fight. The Sugar Show, Pat McAfee Show is happening. Let's yeah! go! Yeah! 
I, I would like to, because I think you're pushing some really cool weed stuff and your merch. Is it all at the same store? Where is, is it all at one spot? <clears throat> um, doc, this Dr. Dabber uh, that we just came out, I don't, I don't actually have one myself. I was probably supposed to pick it up in Vegas. Didn't make it there. Sorry. Um, apologies. The new Dr. Dabber. Uh, it, we, we just came out with Dabrig. And uh, then, the sh- yeah, that's on drdabber.com. And then the Sugar Show dops, dot co merch is uh is on is all the merch is on there so all right we're gonna give out um 50 shirts from sugarshow.co utilize the hashtag sugar sean sugar show pms sugar show yes pms sugar show p hashtag pms s-u-g-a-s-h-o-w uh we'll give out like 50 shirts and also maybe we'll try to find if you're an adult and live in a uh, state where it's legal we'll give away a couple dr dabbers boom, boom. hashtag Let's bms go. sugar show we appreciate you so much ladies and gentlemen sean o'malley yes, we have some big news for you yeah your favorite men's healthcare brand roman is now available at walmart roman's Ooh. non-prescription products have got you covered with everything from sexual health what? aaron you're about to get back in the game by the way yeah, let's yeah. go should send him some. We should. Or just send him to Walmart because it's available yeah. there. Roman yeah. and Walmart. Mm-hmm. Everything from sexual health to everyday health. Your well-being is important and taking care of it should be simple. Now you can add to cart in real life. Ooh. Roman now available at Walmart. We're in your area. Let's go take care of it. And also, special Roman condoms are new and exclusive to Walmart. You won't find them anywhere else. Designed ultra thin, lubricated for pleasure, and FDA cleared because safe is sexy. Hell yeah. Roman swipes are an easy, discreet way to delay ejaculation and increase sexual stamina. They're fast acting and your partner will enjoy them too because there's no passed along desensitization if you use it as intended. Longer, better sex with Roman swipes. Roman condoms keep you safe. And also, they got testosterone supplements. They got hair supplements. Roman has everything to make you the best you possible. Visit your local Walmart store today and check out Roman's line of men healthcare products. All clinically tested and make you best you possible. Joining us in the studio, the Hammer Dime Boys. Gumpy in much better spirits. Two days now removed from England not coming home with it in Italy. Instead, Gumpy was potentially staring down the face of a full cry sesh on Sunday after Mm -hmm. England lost. Yesterday, he was a bit bummed. Today, it seems like you have come full circle on this thing. We're past it. We're looking to the next Super Bowl of soccer, which is a year from now. I did sleep last night which was nice that's good you know the half hour the past two nights before wasn't great so yeah we're back in good spirits today hey you gave it your all out there don't don't you ever forget how good of a euros you had though just because your team couldn't win the europe's you did okay you did that entire time the gambling was amazing and none of us would have fucking cared about it at all if it was not for you so thank you gumpy it's good to see you happy again and joining us live from an attic in Ohio, a man who has promised to discuss not just what happened on the course at the American Century Championship, but also behind closed doors in which he got a chance to have time 
intimately with all of the inside sources on every piece of information you could potentially want right now if you're an NFL fan. Fresh out of a house with Aaron Rodgers, Sean Payton, Matt Nagy, and any other important topic to be discussed to tell us all about everything we need to know. A man who finished 10 under at the American Century Championship, uh, Super Bowl champion, college football champion, A.J. Hawk. How are you? Hey, good to be here, man. I, I, uh, I'm shocked to see your, your growing relationship with Sean O'Malley. You guys don't seem like you have too much in common. <laughs> what are you talking about? I mean, I see you. Like, First off, Sean O'Malley is the man, but I see you Thank guys, you. this budding relationship future partnership all of this i'm like well yeah why did not why did this not happen sooner i'm guessing you just you became aware of sean o'malley a little too late all right listen i know you used to do mma talk okay (laughs) on sirius xm i know you're in the game i have seen you i have Uh oh yeah that's right Bang, 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 bang. I've seen you. Pretty accurate. That's kind of what it looked like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I watched it 2,000 times. Look how powerful that is. <laughs> Just set up on deck. Bang. Man, Foxy, great pull. Yeah. yeah. How do I have to I understand. Hey, I, hey. Yeah. It's a good thing. You see with how terrible my fundamentals are, it's a good thing I didn't break my foot in half just like Connor did. It's a similar kick. Or your toe like um, Sean did this past weekend. But what I'm saying, I get that you are a karate god. Okay? <laughs> I understand that you know the mixed martial arts, but to your point there, I might have just learned about him whenever he was knocking people out in the dead, quiet, thunder dome thing they what was it called the apex yeah apex. in the apex he was knocking people out and shaking i i love him is you've known him for a long time is this something i should have known for some time now no i mean i, I honestly don't think you're you're late to the party with him i think now people i guess he's getting a little more national attention he should have he's always been a colorful dude where i'm like hey if this dude gets out there if people find out about him he's gonna be Everyone's going to love him. So, yeah, I think now it's just starting to happen like it should have a while ago. Yeah, his megastardom is starting to really build, and we're pumped for him. We're lucky to have these conversations with him. We appreciate him. But all these megastars, all they're trying to do is get an invite uh-huh. right. to yeah. one golf tournament. Mm-hmm. All right. these megastars, that's all they're trying to do. Hey, you look at the list of humans that are at this golf tournament. Man. It's like a new bucket list thing for people to hopefully get invited one day. It's me. I hope yeah. to get invited Who's one who? day to this field. But anybody that you could, he finished 10 under, by the way. Congrats, hey, AJ. Hey, AJ. Way to go, Hawk. So was I T- T-62 and not T-64 there? Hey, I-, I bumped up a few spots. No, yeah, that's T-64, pal. There's a couple in 61st place. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I know, but I'm looking at the uh, to the right of that, the T-62 yeah, look, part. Look, look to the left. Okay, I know what I see that part, Connor. Yeah, I think that T sixty two was the day before. I think that yeah, that might have been where he started the day at. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, all right, hey, it could have been a disaster. I did I held it off a little bit. <laughs> a boy. Hey, yeah. you beat look at the greats you beat Travis Kelsey, Michael Strahan. Somehow you beat Larry the cable guy. Wow. Yeah. Congrats. I think Larry plays like 200 rounds a year. I don't, it's tough to beat him. Uh, cable. That's why my cable's so goddamn shitty. They're all golfing out there doing what they got to do. How was the experience? How was your golf game? Did you, you told me early in the week that you were going out there to win it. Obviously, you did not do that. Next year, maybe on the horizon. But how did you feel about your golf game and everything that took place? Well, I mean, first, the event is unbelievable. It's awesome. I, I love being there. Uh, lucky to continue to get invited. Hope to get invited in the future. But, yeah, I played like I do. I played terrible. I got out there. Day one, I played with Aaron and Larry Fitzgerald. I 
I, I think I shot 88, but it's a different scoring system how they work. You want positive points. That was minus one, and I end up uh, with minus 10, which uh, how bad I played on Sunday, I could have been minus 30. Like I was, dry, I was uh, hitting minus. drives, topping them 40 yards, <laughs> and then chopping a, a, like a fairway wood, a little hybrid 290 trying to get to the green. This is in front of people too, huh? People are yeah. watching. Oh, yeah. Everywhere. They saw it. There's probably some – I'm sure there's – believe me, I was – it's not like I'm sitting there snapping my club. I'm trying to make the best of it. I always stay optimistic. like, oh, this can be a – this is going to be a hell of a birdie here. <laughs> so you played one. Just bang, you go, okay, next one's the best one because there's yeah. cameras everywhere. And if you get actually mad, oh, my God, are we – I didn't even think no, about no, no. a potential about angry that. AJ. Oh, man. A potential no, not, angry AJ would have been fantastic. Don't you think it would be kind of – it's got to be awkward if I sit there and I'm getting mad and I'm snapping my club. And people are like, wait, where – this dude teed off ten, number 10 on Sunday, which means he's not in contention. We're just put him on the back nine and let him end on the front so it doesn't matter. No one's even out there anymore. Why is he getting mad and snapping his club? He wants to be T63 and not T64? Maybe. Hey, are you trying to get better or are you just trying to uh, stay the same or get worse? Come on. I thought it was better. Every year I think I'm better, and I go out there and guess what? I am not. I should the, probably play a little bit more golf. The most deadpan serious thing, too, when you told me, I'm planning on going low today. You texted me like 6 a.m., I think. You said, I'm going low today. I was. I was so I'm going go low today. today. I, I love that. Everybody loves that. <laughs> Every single day I planned on going low. Guess what? It got a little bit worse each day. Same mindset, though. You didn't let the course defeat you. All right, which everybody appreciates and respects. That's like when you go into a casino, you know, and you go, I'm taking every chip. Okay, I'm taking every chip out of this place. That's right. And there's normally a little bit of a strategy or a plan for you, though, knowing that you're going to be terrible. Selling and buying to yourself that you are going to go low today and believing it every time is one of the magics of A.J. Hawk. And I'm going to. I'm going to. Get, trust me, it's going to happen. I'm going to turn around someday out there, and it's going to be it's going to be a fun sight to watch. Hopefully you're there with me. Oh, oh, oh. Ooh. I hope. One hey, you will be. I mean, you should. I, I talked to multiple people with the tournament. Yeah, they are like, hey, do you think Pat would play? I said, absolutely he would play. I don't think he will back out with eight hours eight hours before his oh, first come on. Whoa, It wasn't eight hours. Come on, AJ. We're past that. We're past that. We are, yeah. Believe me, they and you know, first off, like the show is awesome. So there's a lot of people out there on the course that mention like oh, inside people. jokes. A lot of people say, "Hey, is Connor a scumbag?" I heard that a few times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You tell him yes because you got to be honest with the people, AJ. I heard that no, a few I, times. I, I let him know, but everyone's like, "Where's a million kids?" You, I say kids because they're younger than me. Usually, like, hey, "Where's Pat and the boys?" I'm like, "Oh, next year, buddy." And then like ten feet later, another person asked me the same question. But uh, the funniest thing was like, I played with. Uh, Greg Maddox and Derek Lowe on Saturday, two oh, awesome guys. Derek they played very Lowe. well. Oh, yeah. These guys don't play any games, Greg. You know them. Greg and Jerry. Well, Derek, if you don't, Derek If Lowe. you haven't heard of Greg Maddox, you haven't heard of Craig, Greg Maddox, Pat? Yeah, you know Maddox. You were saying yesterday. Oh, the pitcher. Yeah, yeah my yeah. favorite pitcher. Yeah. What are you talking Greg. about? Yeah, I thought you were talking about Greg Madden. No. No, yeah. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, did, no, yeah. he did yeah. say that. Greg yeah. Maddox. Okay, yeah. Articulate. Yeah, Mr. Lowe. But. A common thing I would hear, and I didn't always respond to it, was I'd sit, I'd be, you know, punching out of the woods somewhere. I'm like 80 yards deep in the woods. So people are like, oh, this is fun. Let's go watch whoever's hitting these awful shots. And that's usually where I'm at. I am. And so I'm punching out, and people, kids would always be like, how does he even swing the club with those mangled fingers? <laughs> and I just started, I'm like, what is like Greg Maddox and Derek Lowe? Like, what are these guys, like, should you say something to these guys? Are they being rude? <laughs> it's all good, man. Oh, Greg. Good. 
Greg, look at them, dude. Yeah. Hold on, you can yeah, tell. Yeah, look, at them, look at these things. They, they are mangled. These things have just been uh, prodded into jerseys and then shredded <laughs> in a complete different direction for years and years. AJ, uh, let's talk about not just the conversation you had with the fans there and Mr. Maddox and Mr. Lowe there. Let's talk about the, you know, the the real conversations that were had maybe maybe at Prey Golf. Yeah. You know, and for those that don't understand, I am a man of culture. That is after golf. Okay. okay. What is going on after golf out there? How's the mood? How's the vibe? How's the environment? We know who you were with. Is that he looks like he was in incredible shape at the match. Is that a can you confirm that? How do you feel? What what's the vibe, the read? And if you have no comment, we'll just move on too, I guess, right? I, I don't have I don't think I could ever just say no comment about okay. anything. Okay, good. Oh, we're going to get an answer. As, Everybody, yeah, but get the take already. Did you see? So you saw the match, obviously, when he, 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 was, he wanted to win. You can see when somebody wants to win. I think he was very happy he won. He, he likes to compete. Does that look like a guy that's going to sit out and retire to you? Does not. Yeah, I mean, so, of course, yeah. We, I mean, all four of my kids were there. There was a lot of different kids in the house. So it was, it was a, a crazy time. It was a lot of fun. But, no, I think Aaron looks great. He seems mentally in a good spot. He can still slang the ball, watch him slang the ball a little bit in the water. You know, we're jumping off docks trying to catch balls and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I feel – I think he's in a great spot right now. Hey, compare it to last year's spin rate. Yeah. How, how's yeah, the spin yeah. rate coming well, off? you saw it. That. Hey, I think you posted one of the – he oh. threw three or four balls on 17th hole. This one they didn't catch, but another one stuck, like, in the boat and banged around, and they caught it a boat to the left of that later. He's throwing the ball what appears to be – I mean, that yeah, is 150 yeah, yeah. yards. Yeah, absolute I, that seems like it is no joke, 85 to 100 yards. Like, <laughs> I, I, this is not like, because uh, there is a little bit of an elevation change. So you got to account for that. I mean, yeah, that, is, that is golf, you know, that is kind of the way it looks. But that is a long, that looks like a, a longer than a punt would look. Yeah, it's a bomb. What does he do? He's, okay, so let's talk further now. Let's talk further. You said at the match, your view of him was that there's a guy look competitive, right? You think that's okay, valid. All right, valid. I can understand that point that you're making because that means that's how you feel actually, and you're just pointing to something publicly. So Aaron couldn't get mad at you for saying that. Now he said in the next couple weeks it's going to get figured out, and then at the match he said something maybe next week at the end. I think the Tom there's a little bit of a, a quiet time. Is that kind of it has to be right? I mean, training camp is only a few weeks yeah. away. He didn't really. Then nothing was really said whenever he said that right yeah i have no idea about time frames but if you if you it's like anything else like there has to be a deadline the camp would be a deadline where something has to happen one way or the other right you would think because peyton just came out and talked last night and he said uh i, I don't see him going to denver uh, we're three weeks to the season you got to know what you got to have a plan at least he said and that that is a very this is uh via pro football talk via an interview he did at the home run derby in denver and i don't know how much the Indianapolis people necessarily love that Peyton is like a face of Denver. Like, oh, yeah. If Olympics go to Denver, Peyton's going to be on the welcoming committee. Oh, yeah. And I, and I don't know if Indianapolis knows that, but back to the point, because could that happen somewhere outside of Green Bay, Wisconsin for another quarterback mm -hmm. is the thing. Figure it out was the words that Ian Rappaport really harped on. Um, with your stay, without, you know, fucking over your entire friendship with somebody here, 
figure it out. Right words, is this all, everything he's saying, is that being like, is this cerebral? Everybody thinks every word he says is a potential clue. This is like J.J. Watt last year with his free agency. But every word that Aaron says, us included, is going to get scrutinized because nobody's really said anything. The figure it out thing kind of being talked about. Is that something that is seems very attainable? Was that on purpose, you think? Or is that just how the only way you can really fucking answer because that's what they're trying to do? I mean, it seems like the only way you can really answer it, I guess. I, I don't know. I mean, like I said, I was there for a week and I'm still come away i don't know i don't know if anybody has any answers i don't know how either side feels i don't know if they're making progress but either way they have to make progress one way or the other before camper as camp starts hey he's happy huh he's pumped yeah seemed like he played good golf out there too yeah i saw him chip in that's the only really time they showed him on the yeah. tv it didn't make much sense him and tom have they been friends for a long time is this a new friendship are they gonna is that gonna grow you think or what was the kind of takeaway i i thought you know when peyton and tom became friends there's only a couple people in that world, I think, that they can really, you know, talk to almost. Like, AJ, you're all-time leading tackler in the history of the Green Bay Packers, one of the most storied franchises in the history of the NFL, Super Bowl champion, one of his, one of his best friends. But there's some shit I'd assume that he can only talk to with another super high-end quarterback. Am I wrong in that? Is that too much? Or, or are they going to – do you think that is a, a good friendship that's potentially going to happen? I mean, I, I'm sure their friendship could, should – or could grow over the years. I know they've they've always like respected each other and been friends. I don't know how much they see each other or talk or text or anything like that. But I think it's one of those things. Anytime they're around each other, it's like they've been you know buddies for a long time. Did you see we uh, we snooped it out? Um, what sniffed it out? Mm-hmm. You asked what? a question whenever I was down getting ready for war games. Uh, to Aaron, you're on the phone because our computer couldn't have two FaceTimes. You asked a question about the cadences. It was on like December 11th, 2021 or 2020, maybe during the season. You asked him about his cadences, and then I think you even alluded to somebody potentially taking his cadence. And then he said, "Yeah, there are. You watch your film. There's a couple people that are doing my cadence." And he said, "I got it from Brett Favre or whatever." And then at the match, when Aaron was throwing a football. At cartoon level speeds, <laughs> yeah. for how just it looked like he was just throwing a dart to Tom. I mean, it was Tom also slinging it, by the way. But Aaron actually says, "You stole my cadence." Okay, and then they lead into an entire shotgun stance thing. That was funny to kind of see that full, come full circle. We were in the middle of a tornado warning, mm-hmm. uh, tornado watch, whenever we found that out. So that whole clip, we're laying under our desks talking about. By the way, we feel pretty good about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, hey, it happens, I guess. But Aaron actually said that I, I, I talked to him about how he throws, like his release. Just somehow we were talking about different quarterbacks and how you you load the ball back and you, know, you turn the ball backwards with your wrist. Like, I probably can't pick it up. I don't want to – yeah, like you're doing. And he was just showing me how he doesn't do that and how he, it goes from like here, boom, boom, like this at an angle with his hand down. And I was just – I just sat there and bugged him for 20 minutes about it. I felt like Bill <laughs> Belichick talking about special teams. I'm like, well, how does this – and I'm sitting there with a Nerf ball trying to do it. It was pretty sweet. <laughs> okay, so I want to do more comparisons here. Is that why Dan Marino had such a quick release? He mentioned Dan. He said Dan does it. Dan does the same type of thing. And I said, I was like, well, did somebody get to you when you were really young and teach you this? He's like, no, it's just kind of how I threw. And then in college, as college coach wanted to have a quick release. That's why he had that high hold where he held the ball up real high. So he could just, like, less movement, I guess. But I'm, like, thinking, I'm like, yeah, you're right. Like, you never see a picture where Aaron's arm is, like, extended back and his hand is cocked back. It's, like a lot of the majority of quarterbacks do throw that way, though. It's literally like he's throwing a dart. And I'm only telling you this because there was this slow mo shot, you know, back when 
back when ESPN would get great shots. Yeah, mm, twenty thousand years ago. I think it was Monday Night Football. Yeah. I don't know how long. It couldn't have been that long ago. Okay, well, I just want to let you know. You never know. All right, don't be so dramatic. Okay. Jeez. All right, don't Fine. be so. Take it easy. Jeez, okay, the hot dog eating contest was a problem. Yeah. Hey, look. Home Run Derby was a problem. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, but I mean, not that long ago they were have, you know. They had a zoom-in slow motion. Aaron's face is always zoomed in on. But the TVs go in on Aaron's face more than any quarterback in history. I said this last season, during the season, and then once you started looking for it, you were like, oh, yeah, they absolutely do. So many close-ups. I, I think it's just to read every potential emotion he's has. And maybe that's why he always laughs, because he feels like he openly has to show, like, hey, I'm just having a good time. Mm-hmm. I'm not. But they did a slow-mo breakdown of him throwing from like the front end, and I, I was incredibly high at the time. Obviously, I was in Colorado or somewhere, obviously, uh-huh. and I saw it and I was like, man, okay, maybe I can learn something from this guy who can throw it into a bucket from anywhere. Mm-hmm. And I did, it looks like he's throwing a dart. It makes no sense at all. It's, it's like a glitch in the system almost with how fast it comes out afterwards. And he has all these different angles he goes from. It is. He's a talented some bitch, that guy. And watching him throw a football, you know, maybe 400 yards yeah. into a lake while golfing is – is he is, – are you guys – did you guys squat while you were out there? Were you guys doing squats Ooh. while you are out there? Was there workouts? Did you guys work out together while you are out there? I mean, I would get up and work out every morning and out by the lake and jump in the cold lake and swim with my brother. And then Aaron usually had a later tea time than me, so he would come out a little bit later and do his thing. What was his thing? Was he squatting? Uh, we didn't have a squat rack set up. There's a weight room where we were, and there was all kind of stuff. It was like, oh, you know, you do like old school. You find the boulders, and you, you just carry them. You squat with those. Yeah, you nice. Do military press, things like that. Like fun, fun workouts where you just kind of break, you, you make it up on the spot. What's going to what? happen? What's going to happen? You know. What do you mean? You know. What do you mean? What, what are the options? What, okay, what are the options? No, no, you tell me what you the know, options are. Dude. dude, you guys are jumping in the lake together, lifting what? Boulders and trees. Throwing footballs off the dock. Come on. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? I don't know. I, I've, what, did I, what have I said from the start? I said, I don't see him playing anywhere else. That's what I said, right? Mm-hmm. Day one, you said that. Yeah, I said, I don't, I don't see Green Bay trading him. I don't see that happening. I don't know how it has to work. But, yeah, I still feel like he's going to be in Green Bay. All right, Packers fans, go ahead and breathe. One more year, baby. Nice sigh of relief right there. Put it on the ticker, go. Got to do it. Put it on the ticker. It's just crazy that this guy knows the secrets of Area 51 and he won't say anything about it. It's unbelievable. Bullshit. And that's why yesterday when I woke up and hopped in that shower, I was so excited. I was like, listen, AJ, he's got a good brain in there. He's a very good talker. Mm -hmm. He knows what he can and what he can't do. He has no idea what the barrage and the bevy of questions that are about to be hit right in the face with. I mean, it was, I was so ready for it. And then obviously you skipped yesterday. How was the spa that you had to stop the layout? Not skip. I yeah, mean, skip. Did. Okay. First yeah, off, three-hour time change. Getting out of Tahoe is impossible. I got oh, four yeah. kids four kids in the car driving at 530 in the morning uh, to the airport. Sideswipe. Bam. Somebody blasts me. No. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. You're lying. Oh, my family almost died. Yeah, that's sure, you Don't pal. give me that. I believe that it happened, right, me, but you fell you asleep and it hurt. I'm not saying I'm late because of Oh, Oh, no. I'm saying I was driving. I kept going, and we went, and luckily they tried to call the cops. We got out of there, whatever. She, she blasted my car. But, no, it was my flight was it went did exactly as planned. I have no excuse. I was never right. going to be on the show on Monday. AJ, ever. I think you just did some uh, some incriminating things there to yourself. <laughs> Holy shit. You were on the record of being a sleeping Good. driver. 
I was not. It was five thirty in the morning. Four kids, my brother and my wife in the Sunrise. car, and a lady blasted me and put my kids in danger. And I still made it to the airport and got out and tried and got insurance information, and all that. Okay, wow. thank you, AJ. Very nice. There we thank go. Because yeah, I was not delayed. I was never going to be on the show Monday. I did not skip the show Monday. You just assumed uh, I would. Absence, absence of information. Absence of information. But <laughs> the um, it's great to have you back, dude. It is great to Hell have yeah. you back. It is really good, nice to, to see be here. You. Diggs has a question, though. Go ahead, Diggs. Hey, is Fitzgerald going to play this year, Hawk? Oh, Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> you were, yeah, you were golfing with him. Let's get let's start bouncing around the golf course yeah. a little bit. We'll start with Larry Fitzgerald. Let's do it. I don't know. What do you, like, I didn't ask him. A lot of people were yelling things at him, telling him to come to their team, and he never really said anything. I don't Honestly, I didn't even really think about asking Larry that. Yeah, because it is the topic of conversation during the match, and then some other times he was asked at the uh, ACC, he was asked about it, and he said he's just, uh, you know, a lot of time left to figure that out. He's in, Is he always just in Im- impeccable shape? Is that just what Larry Fitzgerald is? Yeah. And it, did you know him before this tournament, and was there anything different with him? I, I've known Larry. I mean, not like I don't see him that often, but when I do, he's always awesome. But this is the first time I got to spend – like that much time with him yeah first off the dude is jacked we were joking like the first hole my brother's that brother's out there caddying for me and we're like can you imagine like facing up hey this is a, this is a receiver because he looks very physically imposing and then you know larry's thing then he always go and he tackles people from behind if you see these clips of him yeah, yeah. walking yeah, he like after i hit a drive on one hole he like jumped on my back and we like started to like <laughs> wrestle and almost like get into a legit wrestling match and i'm like this dude and I just stopped. Like I am not Larry. This is not. <laughs> like, he alpha'd you, Larry Fitzgerald. No, he didn't. No, we both just said, "All right, this uh, is cool." Uh, sounds oh, like. Sounds like. Wow. He probably would. I told you, he's a giant. That's why I was like, "Man, you, you definitely still could play if you want to." If. I'm, I'm sure he is thankful for that affirmation from you. I, I'm sure he is. You know, he feels good about that. He does. He does that little. He, he oh, yeah. does a little ankle wrap, and then you're down. Did he get you? He got you? No, he didn't get my. He didn't go low. He tried to like jump on my back. So then it was like a, you know, one of those. Oh, did you flip him? Is over this your in head? public? Are you guys intoxicated? Are people we're drinking? on. We're on like the eleventh tee box. Yeah. Ooh. Are people golfers drinking there because I remember Justin Timber like a couple of years ago. He had like a a cup, and he was like he was with. <laughs> I think he was with. Um, Carlton? Yeah, he Alfonso, was with Carlton, yeah. yeah. And they were they were followed for four hours while they were golfing on NBC or whatever. And they were obviously incredibly drunk having the time <laughs> of their life. Is that how it is? Are people still drinking and playing, having a good time? Or is it much more focused and dialed in on, on good golf? No, I mean, I think people there are definitely <laughs> focused and dialed in on good golf much more than I ever am. Uh, but no, guys still definitely have a great time out there. Guys that shoot good scores and play well are still... <laughs> enjoying themselves who was the most boozed up spill the beans hawk say it come on who was the most talented golfer while also potentially having the best time see i don't know because i haven't played with everybody but a guy like Derek lowe who almost he's been like the final group the pitcher Derek, he's he's honest like yeah he it helps his game so he's having a few drinks as he's playing a lot of guys swing lube lube that's right all right yeah it's good i mean Guys are it's a great it's a great mix of like guys are dead serious I think the guys especially that are winning the thing, but they're also enjoying it too. Okay, so you're saying there's some people that are terrible, some people having a good time while also playing well. Are these now are there party events at night? Do you guys all just like 
hey, okay, we're all going to get drunk at uh, this lake house. And they were all going to go hang out at this. Is there groups? Because it seems like people are taking photos in, like, groups. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, wait yeah. a minute. Is this, like, is there clicks? Is there different? Ooh. Do you guys all meet up at one spot? How How is the dynamic between all? There's massive names out there. Yeah. Huge. There yeah. are big-time folks out there. How's the dynamic, and is there events for where you all are? Or how how's it play? How's it work? I mean, the, that's why the tournament's special. Like the dynamic, they think about that. And if you're a turd, like they, they don't invite you back. Like if you, if you don't get along with everybody, if you don't at least aren't nice to fans and to the their clients and everyone. Like American Century this year didn't have their clients there, so they didn't have the stuff at night. Like you usually have the get-togethers. There's a couple things, but I know a lot of people. The majority of people stay right there at the casino where they put you up, so you can hang out right there with everybody. There's a couple like uh, areas back by the high rollers room where everyone can hang out. And, yeah, it's a, it's a good time. You, I, I can't wait to potentially get invited one. You man. will be. Trust me, that place was made for you, especially with how with your following and the excitement people will have just for your goofiness. It'll be good. Well, and I was watching. Hey. Yeah, you're going to shoot. You're going to be so good at golf when you're out there. Uh huh. What's your deal? I can't wait. Like, you know, the guys shoot like guys are shooting 70 for three days in a row can you do that when every single that shot that course counts? is wide open aj somehow you said you found woods i was watching guys mm-hmm. yeah I, hey this hey hey foxy cut this clip we'll come back and talk to him play this after pat plays in the event for the first time well it depends how many years from now is the, the event because next year next year if i'm in the american century championship next year okay what I, are you gonna, okay what you're gonna get like top 10 no no not next year no, no, no. I, this is, I, I understand. Listen, you, the way Come you talk to me, I got 31 years to do that other $20 million bet. Oh, hey, by the way, you know, so like, you're, I mean, it just reinforces the fact that you're never, you have no chance of sniffing any kind of chance of winning this $20 million being out there. I'm so watching, sad? like, okay, so Tony Romo shot 70, 72, 71. I think he got third place, whatever he shot. He's, he hasn't made the cut yet in a corn fairy event. And you're telling me you're better than Tony is, and he spends 12 hours a day doing it? Tony's watching so much film, he's got to be a Nostradamus every single goddamn yeah. Sunday. You, you think he's got enough time to focus? If Tony Romo wanted to, he could become top. He does want to. He wants to be top 50 in a Champions Tour event in the next 31 years? No, I think he wants to get in the PGA. He wants to play on the... Different dreams. Well, that ain't yeah. gonna happen. That's different, different dreams. Different. different dreams. I'm he, sure he would. Smoltz is trying to play on the senior tour. He's played some events. Is he trying to win those events or just get top 50? Because all I'm trying to do is just have... Right. Top 50. That's it. That's all I need. Joining us, one from an attic, the other from a porch, it seems like, maybe in Minnesota, A.J. Hawk and Adam Thielen. Yeah, Hey, welcome back. That's on us, Adam. I apologize, dude. It's all good. We're back. Oh, this connection is so clean. So clean. I just got back from American Century Championship, uh, heading into the season. Where's the body? How do you feel, Adam? Uh, And where's state of mind thinking for the Vikings, just overall, basically? Yeah, I feel great. Uh, It was a a great week in in Tahoe, as it always is. Um, And uh, actually, talking about looking good, feeling good, AJ, I mean, Saw him out there. I was like, "Man, you making a comeback or what?" Definitely not on the golf course. I'm not. I'm doing anything. <laughs> yeah, he out stinks. There. I've heard. But, Does he stink, Adam? Is everybody hey. like that? Well, well, we got to do some talking next year because we just got to get on the range. You got to give me like 20 minutes. I'm a I'm a really good coach. I'm a horrible golfer, uh, but I can I can coach you up. I think I could get you right. Hey, wow. I'm in. Yeah. I am absolutely in. Now he's See, talking we, to we me. Need to work this out. You're talking to no. me. Don't I'm worry talk- about Pat. Oh, well, you don't even need it, Pat. You're you got a dang good golf game. If you just could 
stay focused. You know, we have a kind of a similar problem, <laughs> not staying focused very long. <laughs> true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Go ahead, Go ahead, Go ahead uh, You don't have to be focused to, to play 18, 18 holes. It only takes like four or five hours. I'm sure Pat can <laughs> dial in. But, Pat, I'm, I'm curious why you haven't asked Thielen any questions about Aaron because I believe Thielen played two of his three rounds oh. with Aaron, right? AJ, that is welcome back in the saddle. This is good co-host and I have missed you. Uh, and AJ brings up a great point, Adam. Once we looked at, you know, we saw the pairings and the groups and then we started doing the, the time, we're like, maybe AJ because he's at the same house, staying with him, working out with him, uh, eating with him, uh, traveling with him probably. We thought AJ was maybe the right guy, but then with, to AJ's point, the way golf works, you were with him for, what, 13, 14 hours these past couple of days. You're good friends with him. He obviously drafted you to the same team I was on when we were undefeated against the NBA in golf. Yeah. Uh, Adam, your thoughts on Aaron Rodgers, and did you learn anything in the conversation that we should all know about? Um, well, I learned a lot about his golf game. Uh, the dude is ridiculous on the greens. Yeah. I mean, like, if he's within – 40 feet, it's in range. It's crazy. Getting to the green is a different story, but uh, but it literally when he gets that, that all-black putter in his hand, it's like, watch out. And he's so confident with it, it's crazy. Um, and then other than that, you know, just kind of catching up. It's our kind of our one time a year. We always play together there, find a way to get it done, and, uh, you know, just catching up and, and uh, seeing how things are going. Okay, Adam. So... <laughs> That wasn't an answer. No, no, no. no. Yeah, we all saw that at the match, didn't we? Yes. We saw the putter. It was awesome. Gorgeous. It was beautiful. He walked and he buried, literally buried Tom and Phil with it. And that was a, you know, an ace up the sleeve, a a a wild card in the back pocket. But what we want to hear about Adam, and this this is a player that is in your division, obviously. So you can't, you literally cannot say anything right now that won't potentially piss off a lot of parties. But how's Aaron feel? Does he feel like he's in a good spot? Does he feel comfortable? Does he feel like he's ready for a season? Huh? If you had to guess, like when you when you texted your Minnesota Vikings teammates or on defensive side, you said, "Hey, Aaron looks like he's by the way, he's looking good. He's looking confident. He's loving." Or did you say, "Hey, guys, got some inside information here"? What what is the follow up from your time with Aaron being in the division and everything like that? I think he's feeling pretty good. I think uh, you know he's been doing the the uh, yoga thing or the what, whatever he does. And I think it's got him in a pretty good mindset. So uh, I saw it on the golf course. So hopefully uh, hopefully he's not playing this year uh, just for our sake. But uh, I'm sure he'll be out there slinging that thing around. You never know. At Boston Cotter? Yeah, Adam uh, and AJ, you can probably answer this too. But did Justin Tuck ever recover after he damn near killed a guy on the longest drive contest? Or uh, was that kind of the end of his weekend for golf? And was that guy signing autographs? That the guy that didn't flinch when a golf ball yeah. went by his face two thousand miles an hour. So I got the full story from him after I was, we were giving him a hard time on the driving range uh, the next day, and he said, "He said, hold on, hold on, I got to tell you the whole story." So he supposedly he never hits driver ever. He hits iron off the tee on every hole, blasts it down the fairway, and so on that hole, first swing he grabbed his iron, blasted it down the fairway. And they were begging him, like, hey, no, like, it's a long drive hole. You got to hit your driver. Just one swing, one swing. So they, they begged him to hit the driver. So then he got there, like, well, whatever. I'm just going to swing as hard as I can. And, and like you said, almost killed the guy. Uh, I watched that video, and I was like, 
man, I don't know how that guy didn't die. So, uh, thankfully, he hit the scoreboard and not the person. <laughs> didn't even flinch, Jack. I mean, I no. guess you couldn't. I guess you couldn't flinch. <laughs> there was no time to move, I guess. But great slow-mo shot of that ball. I don't know if we'll ever have a better slow-mo by a handheld f- or camera than that one right there of a golf ball, dimples flying right towards <laughs> potential devastation of a face. We're talking to Adam Thielen. How's Kirk Cousins? You talk to him at all? You talk to Mr. Cousins at all? How's he doing? Does he Is he a good golfer? It Was he out there this past weekend? Yeah, I've been trying to get him to get, get out there. And this year he's like, all right, I'm going. I'm in. You know, got the invite and everything. And then uh, I was I was talking during OTAs, and he's like, yeah, I actually turned it down. I'm like, what the heck? Can't uh, turn that down. He's so, he's so concerned about people um, seeing his golf game. But I'm like, dude, it's so much fun. It doesn't matter. And he's actually got a good game, but he gets a little nervous and when people are watching him and judging his golf swing. So he likes to kind of just keep it low, keep it exclusive courses where no one really sees him. Uh, but he's got a decent golf game. But I actually talked to him today. He wanted the, the update on, on my rounds in Tahoe and uh, just catch up a little bit. So I think he's getting ready to, getting ready to roll. Hey, what were your OTAs like this year? Were they different than anything you guys have had in the past? I didn't see you on the list of teams getting fined, I guess, for too much contact or too much time on the field. Yeah, they were different. So we actually uh, took kind of a different approach than some teams. Um, we didn't really necessarily say we weren't coming. Um, we just had conversations with, with Coach Zim and just tried to find a, a mutual ground to say, hey, we want to be there, we want to get working, but we also want to be smart and not you know, banging skulls in, in June and, and May. Uh, so what we did was we put these like weird looking helmets on, uh, and we, everybody was live except for the O line and D line. Um, and, and obviously in secondary and wide receivers, not hitting anyways during practice. So, um, they took our helmets off so we couldn't hit and, uh, O line, D line took one or two steps when it was team periods. And, uh, but for receivers, it didn't really change anything. We were running our tails off and, uh, pretty much getting the same work in, but it was good. Ty. To that point um, of them taking your helmets away, you guys were wearing the diaper helmets after that. Uh, did you like? Do you think you got better wearing the diaper helmets? You guys were more explosive. How did that work out? Sure, I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't a huge fan of them, <laughs> but uh, but it made sense. You know, like when once you put that face mask on, you feel a little. There it is, Delvin. Delvin made it look good though. Uh, but, uh, yeah, once you take the face mask off, you know, it, it, it makes guys kind of pull back a little bit so you're not just breaking a nose or taking some teeth out. Um, when you have the face mask on, I don't care what the coach says for a tempo, it, it always gets ramped up. So it actually worked out really good and, um, you know, maybe, maybe looked a little funny, but it, it was really good. And I think the O-line and D-linemen were we're extremely happy with how things went. Anytime there's a contract potentially on the line for somebody and they're either going to be able to live a good life or – potentially sell insurance and there's a helmet on and it's just supposed to be walk through that or or just a jog through or whatever the hell it's supposed to be those things are always going to get amped up and i think that's what the players have been saying i think coaches know that as well that'll get figured for the next C, uh, cba you were the first one i think to tell us i think you told us you're like well if everybody isn't not in the building then somebody's losing out so you guys are like going back into the building or whatever you said there you talked to coach zim did you because i had heard this from other teams too where the coaches were like what do you want us to do how do we fix this problem just because the nfl potentially isn't going to change everything and every city won't do it we want to do that that's massive 
that you think that's happening only whenever the coach and the team are on the same page? Like, that's a pretty big step there, I think, to make everything happen uh, in Minnesota and in a couple other places as well. Yeah, I think it's it's extremely important. I think communication is is uh, in any business, any sport, anything. It's so important, right? And if your one side is kind of thinking that they're talking about this, and the other side's kind of thinking, oh, well, they don't want to do this or this, it's like it's pretty hard to come to an agreement. So when you're able to just kind of talk through things and maybe say, no, that ain't going to work, or that is going to work, or we can do this or do that, and and you kind of come to that middle ground and you do what's best for the team, right? At the end of the day, everybody wants to win. We want to win a championship as players. The coaches, they want to win a championship. They want to do whatever it takes to do that. And when you can when you can talk through things and you can find a way that you think uh, as a team, as an actual team, that, that means coaches and players together, what, what the best way to do that is, um, I think it's it's a really good start. And, and, uh, and it really helped us as OTAs. It, it really brought us closer as a team and, I think uh, we got a lot better. Hey, why do you think the path that you've kind of taken to where you are, and now you're obviously a star receiver in the league, why do you think your like, do you think your path getting there is what made you who you are? Like, how did you, why weren't people aware earlier of how good you were? Yeah, I think it definitely has helped. Um, it's kind of helped me stay humble through the whole thing too, just of, of where I came from, where I started. Um, you know, pretty much my whole entire life, pretty much. You know, I, I mean – being in high school, not getting recruited in any sport, and I thought it was pretty good in a lot of sports, and really not <laughs> anywhere for anything, uh, was a pretty humbling experience, and uh, really put a chip on my shoulder from an early age. And then um, as we went on, you know, to college, and and felt like I played pretty well in college, and proved that I could play at a high level, and still nothing, you know, not even being looked at at all um, for for you know, by any team, not even asking for film or anything. And then after the combine that I went to and and did well, still same thing, nothing and not getting drafted, things like that. It just keeps putting chips on my shoulder and then getting into the NFL and, and, uh, you know, not, not, uh, being able to play right away at receiver, just playing special teams. It it just, it continues to kind of pile up. And there's always that in the back of your head, like, Hey, there's a lot of people that doubt what I can do and I want to go prove them wrong day in and day out. And, uh, I think about that when I'm training, when I'm working out, when I'm in OTAs, when I'm at uh, training camp, uh, game day. I'm I'm always got that in the back of my mind, and um, like you said, it's helped me get to where I am. You're making a movie, you know that. You're you're what you're doing right now. This is a movie. I, I don't know if you know that. So maybe win the American Century Championship. That'd be a good scene. Ooh. That'd be a good Wahlberg. scene. Yeah. Well, can't Wahlberg? Can Wahlberg play you in the movie? Wasn't he a receiver for the Eagles? Well, yeah, Vince Papali, Adam on, Thielen. Yeah. I mean, now we're talking. You know what I mean? One's all pro. One made a tackle. I mean, there is two different stories. <laughs> I guess there's two different stories there. But I'm. Uh, you're a cool. I, you're a cool dude, dude. I think it, if it did happen, which I hope it doesn't. Um, I think Miles Teller would play me. All right. <laughs> All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> Comedian, this guy. How do you feel about my Miles threw me, okay? This is what Miles did. Never met him. All right, I know he's from Philadelphia, so I immediately have my own thoughts. But the he picked me up, okay, like this A.J. Hawk bobblehead mm-hmm. and just threw me right under the international press's bus, just, just right underneath of it, and just... And then, by the way, every country hit me on the way. Oh, yeah. It was like, hey, boom, bang. bang. And I'm like, I I did not make up the fucking story, Miles. I I would like to be, how's his golf game? He a good golfer? Easy out there? Well, don't they say no 
press is bad press. I mean, I, I was getting buried out there. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was getting buried out there. I'm mean, a bad person. A lot of people were calling me because I was laughing about a very serious situation. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, I am maybe, but let's fucking take it easier. I don't want this to be my introduction to Norway. You know, yeah. like that was not a uh, that was not a great thing. The crew, though, the community that's out that ACC. How does everybody, because AJ said if you're a turd, they're going to run you out of there. Is everybody there just kind of friendly and you guys just have a good time together, hang out? He brought his family. You had your family out there. That seems like a really, really cool networking, connecting event out there. Yeah, it's it's an absolute blast. It's it's literally my wife and I's favorite week of the year. Um, just the people you get to kind of interact with and, and kind of, uh, you know, pick their brains. You know, everybody's come, you know, maybe different sports, maybe acting, uh, different careers. Um, and just kind of seeing how they handle their business, how they how they got to where they are, it's it's really cool. And everybody's super nice, as AJ said. If you're if you're a turd and, and nobody likes you, you, you're you're getting ran out of there fast. So um, it's it's a it's almost like a little bit of fraternity. I mean, you see the same guys over and over every year, and you build relationships with them, and uh, it's 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 a blast. There are some people that might be learning a lot about themselves that are watching this that were once at the American Century Championship. <laughs> Two men that have been and were this past weekend. Incredible football players. But Adam Thielen, can't wait to watch you this season, man. Thanks for joining us from the porch. Is that in Minnesota there? You on a lake? Yeah, I had to, I had to run out on the porch because I got a two-week-old in the house that uh, uh, might have interrupted us. But I'm not on a lake, unfortunately. I, I wish we had a house on a lake, but I'm on the porch. All right, maybe one day you'll get there, dude. <laughs> maybe one day, you know, you'll get... Uh, I couldn't hear you, but uh, you get a lake house, maybe a little bit better internet up there. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, all pro Adam Thielen. Yeah! He's a good dude, too. Good guy. He also is owner of ETS Performance Gyms, if they're in your city. Go check him out. That guy, you 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 asked him a question that was a great setup. He's his story. It's a movie what he's doing right now. Like Kurt Kurt Warner. Yeah. Did you guys yeah. talk about Kurt Warner's oh. movie out there? American Century. What are you looking at? Did you guys see the? Uh, Good God! Did you guys watch? What uh, is your problem? The trailer's awesome. Yeah. What? Awesome. Did this, you guys talk? Hell yeah. What, no, what is your problem? No, no. What is your problem? What are you doing? AJ, did you guys? I, talk? I've only seen the screenshot. I have not seen the trailer. Oh, I just saw a screenshot. Oh, so you guys talked about the screenshot? Okay. Uh, so somebody who was there? Somebody that we know that potentially showed you the screenshot and say, "Hey, did you see Kurt Warner's got a movie coming out?" Or is that a conversation that was? had out there i assume Maybe. that oh out there no surprisingly it wasn't i uh, okay. may have talked with it talked to uh to my brother about it but no i surprisingly that was not brought up i'm pumped to watch yeah oh is what, that right you're pumped to watch that movie what? yeah what is really wrong is that right the the people who, Kurt? The people who are doing the broadcast for espn directed that movie i assume because it's going to be Terrible. That is not fair. Incredible Whoa. story, Connor. Incredible not, story. Yeah, bingo, what Gumpy said. So what? Just because it's a good story doesn't mean it's going to be a good movie. That movie is going to be ten times as bad as the Kevin James, Sean Payton movie on Netflix. Oh, I'm telling you guys that right now. Sean Payton was out there. Let's just, I, I want to get away from this slander because I will watch that. Yes. Oh, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah, you're going to watch that movie. Oh, yeah. I'll go to the theater. Yeah. Oh, you're going to the theater to watch. Okay. I'll go to the theater. Right now. you. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah, you're going to go to the theater to watch that, huh? Yes, let's move along, though.
Let's talk about Kevin James and Sean Payton. Did you talk to Sean Payton at all? Is Jameis going to be the guy, or is it Taysom? Did you did you do any investigating or anything like that? So like, I, I played with Sean Payton and Strahan on Sunday. They were both awesome. And but now I'm. I wish I would have remembered the Kevin James oh, story. Doing playing him, I, I didn't think about it till right now. So that was a missed opportunity. Out. What do you do? I mean, when do you find you out you're tell? golfing with somebody? Like as you get to the course, or is it the night before or anything like night, that? The night before, you see. And there isn't like a oh Sean Payton. Oh, Kevin James. All right, I'm going to find out about that. You didn't, not even that, that was not the first thing that popped into my mind when I saw I was playing with Sean Payton. Well, so Jameis was then, obviously. Did you ask him about that? or? No, we didn't talk any you stink, anything dude. about his current team. No. What about Greg Jesus. Williams? asked about him? You stink. The two Gs, he was, it was Bonnie Gate. They were paying people to give CTE up. Kill the head and the Did body Did you ask Sean about that? No, I didn't, but he was very receptive to any question I did have. He, he was not, you know, he's not holding back. He would answer anything I Saints asked. Saints PR listens to this show, I was told, which me saying that probably, by the way, not not great for everything we got. Uh, well, yeah, I, I just bit my tongue on something just because I remembered that. What year did he help Drew would have retired? Ain't going to change me, pal. <laughs> Sorry about it. What's that, AJ? I didn't. Diggs said that. What did you say, Diggs? What year did he wish Drew would have retired? Yeah, correct. Uh, yeah, did you ask that? Why uh, surprisingly, no. I did not ask that one. Right. Did you ask why he had to gain 80 pounds to resemble Kevin James more before the movie comes out? Or <laughs> See, you are on yes. one, dude. Well, I bit my tongue and then you said, you know, change me and I thought, you know what? You're right. How dare you? You guys out of control. You got a penalty box. You got a penalty box. Seven minute major. What? What? Yeah. That's bullshit. Seven minutes, dude. No way. You're in it right now. That's bullshit. This is, you're unbelievable. Seven minutes? The game must go on. Get in the box and shut up. Come on. So sorry for interrupting, but I want to let you know, you should see your lawn thrive this summer with your own custom lawn care plan from Sunday. Sunday is more than just a lawn care product. It is a custom lawn care plan with a variety of ways to help you grow a beautiful lawn, control weeds, and remove pests. Nobody wants pests. They're called pests. You remove pests. That's what Sunday Lawn can do for your lawn. They take, all, they take out all of the guesswork and unwanted chemicals so you can grow a beautiful lawn that's better for people, pets. Uh, your pets out there, a lot of shit putting on grass, not good for your pets, your dogs, your anything you got going on around there. If you walk your cat outside, I'm not sure. Sunday Lawn is good for the pets, it's good for the people, and it's also good for the planet. I've absolutely loved my Sunday Lawn Care, as has Ty and the others in the office that have gotten a chance to sign up and take the very, very, very quick, I mean very quick, you go to GetSunday.com, you put in your home address, and their free lawn analysis tool took care of the rest in just seconds. That's what I'm saying. Very quick. It was sec. I was I was literally trying to remember how long it took because I, I was going to say a minute or two, but it sounded absurd to me that you can just punch in your address. But it was actually a s seconds. It happened. I, I have done it a couple months ago, so I have forgot. But you need to do it today if you haven't. Sunday uses soil and climate data to create a tailored nutrient plan, so you get all the stuff your lawn needs and nothing it doesn't. So they know where you live. Geologists have figured out what the soil is like. Boom! Here's the lawn care that works best with that soil. Sunday is also made with the ingredients that you can actually pronounce like seaweed, iron, and molasses so you can grow better and feel better about it. 
Let Sunday take the guesswork out of growing a greener, more beautiful lawn this summer. Go to GetSunday.com slash Pat to get $20 off your custom lawn plan at checkout. That's $20 off your custom lawn plan at GetSunday.com slash Pat. Back to the show. Joining us now is uh, the voice of basketball for all of us. Yeah. We don't know what to think or how to think, but this guy pops in and tells us all what we need to know. Normally, he has an incredible fade, and his jawline is as pure as A.J. Hawks. Joining us now, probably with a 5 o'clock shadow that is perfectly groomed, the insider of all insiders from Stadium and the athletic senior NBA insider, Sean Sharon. You have commercial breaks now. You're, you're. Maybe I just never got on a, after a commercial break, but that's you're. You're just reaching newer levels, man. Okay, we've had commercial. How do you? I just. I mean, what type of amateur bush league I'm just shit hurt. do you? I'm just hurt that I'm coming out of a commercial break. How about that? I'm okay, yeah, yeah. Well, hey, it was one of our better ones if it means anything. <laughs> yeah, I love those commercials. Hey, Story yeah. time with Pat. Exactly. Bingo. That is exactly right. Shams, we can't thank you enough for joining us. There's a lot going on. This USA team, let's get right to it. Does this team stink? Are we going to lose or are we not trying because they're exhibition games? And exhibition games are exhibitions. They don't matter. Why are they trying? Is that what's going on? Or are we in some trouble here? No, I, I think there definitely is concern because, like, this group, they just haven't shown cohesiveness on the floor. You're seeing guys just aren't uh, in sync with the offense. You're not seeing a great defensive uh, energy. You're not seeing m- many plays being run as far as getting guys off the ball. Uh, there's not much of an inside game. A lot of their offense is coming around the perimeter. And so, for me, I, you know, what I'm curious and waiting on seeing is which guy, which alpha is going to step up next to Kevin Durant? Is it going to be a Dame Lillard, Brad Beal? Jason Tatum, I'm still waiting for that second guy to step up and emerge. And uh, Kevin Durant, uh, from what everything I'm told, he's been the best player in USA camp so far. But they need someone, uh, probably a couple guys here to step up. If you look at that 2016 team, they had Carmelo Anthony, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Paul George, DeMarcus Cousins in his prime. They had a bevy of it. That's five guys right there who were playing at an elite level in USA competition. This year's team... You haven't seen a guy that's really emerged outside of Kevin Durant. So that's what I'm waiting on seeing. Uh, and obviously that 08 and 12 team, they had, I mean, 10 guys deep as far as just just players that have been the anchors of their franchise. Okay, those 10, 12 guys deep that you say, like LeBron and them, and we all know the banana boat and that whole, is this like the next generation now? Is that like one generation? And then now it's like Kevin Durant's generation of the Olympic team. Is that kind of the way this is being viewed? Or is that the wrong way to look at this thing? I mean, it is, though, Pat, right? Like, this is that next group of players. And, we're, you know, no Devin Booker, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton. Those three guys have yet to join the team. I think Devin Booker and Drew Holiday, at least, were supposed to have major roles on this team, I think. Mm. And so when you, when you look at the roster, it's still not complete. But you'd expect better effort. Uh, I think you'd expect better communication, better execution. And this team just hasn't shown that yet. But I think, again, with time, I, I feel like the chemistry will grow. Uh, but this, as far as the starting lineup, you have Bam Adebayo, you have Jeremy Grant start last night. You kind of could see what Greg Popovich and his coaching staff was trying to do as far as inject some, you know, a couple guys in there that do more than just want to have the ball in their hands and score. Uh, but where are they going to find that cohesiveness? Where is that sacrifice going to come into play? Because this team is not going to be just a bunch of guys going isolation. That's not going to win them a gold medal. Mm. I saw uh, their head coach of the team, Greg Popovich, kind of get into it with the reporter after the game. 
Is there a lot of pressure on him? Like, are people going to point to him if this team doesn't succeed? I think there's a pressure on this entire roster, right? Like, when you're Team USA, you're expected to win gold. And so, you know, Greg Popovich is a guy that, you know, at the end of the day, listen, he he, he is at the, at the tail end of his career. Whether, you know, he's going to re- – I think the, the assumption has been that he's going to coach, you know, at least another year in San Antonio. But, uh, you know, he doesn't have, you know, 10 years left in his coaching career. And so, you know, a lot of people looked at this USA stint as, as, as one of his last major moments uh, coaching – and so, yeah, th- there's no doubt Greg Popovich does not want to go out uh, not winning gold medal uh, for Team USA. His, his initial experience with USA obviously went back to the 90s, but also 04. He was part of that 04 uh, team that did not win gold. Uh, you know, that was mm. young LeBron on that mm. team. And so mm. there's a lot uh, that Greg Popovich is also trying to, to play for. They went from minus 700 to win the gold. The Hammer Down Boys told me this earlier to minus 320 just after two, a Nigerian loss and then the Australian loss. Seems like the sports books are losing faith potentially in the USA basketball team, or maybe the betters are, so the people are trying to make it a little bit more enticing. Go ahead, Diggs. Back up to minus 390, so I, I think a lot of people, hey, saw this is the best probably value we're going to see on the U.S., so let's jump on it so it's going back up a little bit. Okay, but there's a lot of question mark. I mean, the internet was filled with takes after that Australian loss about, you know, LeBron wouldn't let this happen to the team, Kevin Durant's letting this happen to the team. Do these guys hate each other behind the scenes? Is that why they're not being able to really come together? Do they need do they need to do trust falls over there? Oh, wow. Do they need to get that team? Because they don't have much time, right? How much time do we have and how many more exhibition games do we have before it matters for this team? And will Devin, Drew, and Chris Middleton get there in time for the shit that matters? They have three more exhibition games, and then after that, if the NBA Finals is still going on on July 22nd, Game 7, that game will end, and those three guys, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday, uh, and, and, and Chris Middleton, uh, Devin Booker, these, guys, these three guys will be on the next flight out to Tokyo on private charters from no, what won't. I'm told. And so th- they're going to be ready uh, huh? to have those, those guys. What do you mean there's no way? There's no way. Phoenix has never won a championship. Milwaukee hasn't won since the 70s. They're going to skip the parade and just go to Tokyo no, and be locked go, out? The, parade. the parade's a part of it, I assume, right? The parade's a part of the whole thing, and then you're saying immediately after the parade? I, listen, I, I don't have logistics on that, but from what I'm told, the USA Basel is preparing for those whoever, you know, th- those three guys to be on the next private plane I think even Devin Booker said uh, the other day uh, that he's going to be on the next plane smoking right after the NBA Finals end, whether they win or lose. So, well, what about uh, the yeah. Avantons of the Valley yeah. getting a chance to celebrate? We just saw Champa Bay in the boat parade. I mean, the whole town showed up. Phoenix is ready to go. Yeah, Suns and Four guy gets a chance to knock somebody out at a parade, doesn't you? You know, I mean, Phoenix is ready to go. I was in Phoenix. Those fans are rabid. Those fans are are insane. I got to give Phoenix a lot of props. I, it's crazy in there. I want to let everybody know. The fans of the United States basketball team are also rabid. Okay, we're right. like, see ya. But they got not three more games to figure it out. You've been looking off camera a lot here. You broke news immediately after uh, you were on our show the last time. Like, very massive the news. Seconds. Uh, like, seconds after. Is anything breaking today? What do, what do we got cooking potentially in the NBA world? Ben Simmons available for trade. Who's going to trade for him? Mm-hmm. Anybody? Ooh. Maybe. I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> anything else popping off? Ben Simmons is, is officially on the market, and I think that's, you know, as soon as the Sixers season ended, I think there was a thought, a belief that, you know, Ben Simmons would, would be a potential trade guy, and there's been a lot of speculation, but uh, I think everyone around the league has really been waiting for the moment that Philadelphia would open it up, and, 
You know, I reported this morning, from what I'm told, the Sixers have opened up dialogue and engaged with teams on a Ben Simmons trade. And uh, I think in a lot of ways, the writing is on the wall there. You know, the, the, this group with Ben Simmons and, and Joel Embiid, they were given a mandate this year to coexist under Doc Rivers uh, and this new regime. And those two guys obviously did not get it done. Huh. So you, you got to pick one, I, I think. I think the organization is going with Joel Embiid. And he's got that MVP candidate. And Ben Simmons is about to turn just 25 years old. Guy that's three-time All-Star, two-time All-Defensive Team, one-time All-NBA Team. This is as much as he can't hit free throws, shoot jumpers. I mean, he can play at a very high level on the defensive end and pass. He's got to get this. This is really, to me, the summer of truth for Ben Simmons. Either he's going to stagnate his game for the remainder of his career, or he's going to take that next step as a shooter. And I think a lot of that starts with confidence. He's got to look within. Um, and, and when I'm told he is looking from within, but he's got to show it and prove it. Uh, but Ben Simmons is officially on the market, and I think there will be uh, you know, pretty strong interest around the league. That's awesome, Shams. Thank you for that. I think what Ben Simmons needs to do, and he's been on this earth two and a half decades, you just said, you know what I mean? And he hasn't figured out how to shoot yet or have the confidence in shooting. He's one of the greatest athletes ever exist. He needs to go get doped up in the woods like Nick Foles did. Yes. Right? Remember Nick Foles, is gonna, he was going to retire. Then he went out to, uh, he went deep into the woods, got incredibly high with his family. They talked about it. He came back. He got a statue built above Boom. in Philadelphia. He can look directly in Philadelphia for inspiration. Hopefully, go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Shams, uh, when can we expect the Detroit Pistons to fuck up the number one pick and trade it? <laughs> well, I, I, my sense is that it would take an, an absolute major, major offer to ben get number Simmons. one. I, I, Boom. I, I don't think it'll be Ben, uh, but it, it, it'll take a major offer to get a guy like Ben Simmons uh, on that team. So I, I I don't see it as of right now. Um, Shams. Is, is, Shams. I, I don't see them moving one for Ben Simmons. Does my lack of basketball research in my conversations with you lead me astray and not asking follow-ups. Do you know basically everything that's going on and happening? You just have to pick and choose on what you can get out. If I did more research and was a better host, would I be able to needle you a little bit more for more information, you think? No, definitely not. Because, again, I, I mean, I'm, I'm telling you what I know. I mean, I, I, think, I think Houston, Cleveland, every team has hit Detroit trying to get one. I mean, it would take Houston a high it. draft pick. <laughs> and a star player to go get the number one pick. I don't see that in that marketplace. So I think you're definitely asking all the right questions. I just sometimes I don't have the answer. I don't believe it. Go ahead, Gumpy. Is there any thought that that number one pick could be anybody but Cade Cunningham? I, I think that that is their guy. I think that's a presumptive guy. But listen, as every year, there's going to be a process that has to take shape, right? You're going to see a lot of smokescreen. And Pat, this is one thing I am going to fill you in on. These next couple weeks, is going to be filled with smoke screens. So oh, make sure you trust the right sources. You, you trust the right type of information because there's going to be a lot of, of stuff out there that uh, will just be put out there to, for smoke. But, uh, you know, as soon as they got the number one pick, I was bullshit. told Kate is that guy. But Troy Weaver and that front office, they have to go through a process. I think they will. Are you going to be one of the ones sending out the bullshit? I do not intend to be. Do you get led astray sometimes and you hate it? Like, Because last week there was a situation, I guess it happened, I was informed of this morning uh, by people on the internet. You had a lead that Chris Paul was going to play. Somebody told you, I assume, of importance. I, you're not just going to make something up and then out of nowhere, you know, uh, no, that is not true, actually. And that's one of those moments where 
two sharks, you know, potentially end up in the same waters, uh-huh. and then all of a sudden, you know, is that just that's just part of the game, huh? That's just what you're in. That you know that that's listen, just the game you're in. Listen, one thing about me, I'm gonna trust my sources. I'm also not gonna out my sources. I'm never gonna expose my sources. And so for me, sometimes, uh, you know, things can change, and especially with Team USA, the, the, the team was very fluid that week. Uh, the guys were coming, going. James Harden had committed. Then he had further kind of conversations behind the scenes uh, due to his hamstring uh, from the playoffs, and he ends up pulling out. So the roster was very fluid. But, you know, when stuff like that happens, you never want to be wrong. And uh, I'm always going to make sure I put out the most accurate information. Well, we appreciate you, Shams. That's why we follow along and we get a chance to chat with you. It's always a gift to us. You were looking at your phone. You did this the last time. You said there was no news coming. Then news came. Make sure you follow. Shams on Twitter. Do you have something for him? Yeah, I do. Yeah, go ahead, Tony. Uh, Shams, given all the disarray with the national team, are you hearing anything? Is there any chance that Coach K makes this about himself one last time and comes back and coaches the boys to glory? By the way, yeah, I do, he said, when I said you have something. Yeah, yeah, I I do. Yeah, I do. That was awesome. I don't see see anything. I don't see a a USA basketball future for uh, Coach K anymore. You sure? If they play that song, he has to come Wait, back. Wait, he went out right? to the canal. Let's <laughs> every, every time we touch, we get this feeling. And every time we touch, I swear I can fly. And now you feel my heart beat. I want to come back. Thank you by my side. Let's go, too. That's what they do. No, he said, I love that song. Shams, did you get to see Space Jam 2 early, and is it better than Space Jam 1? Because I know you got to see it. You got a preview, a uh, teaser? I, I have not seen it yet. Oh. I've heard it's great for uh, the younger audience. Uh, the younger audience, I'm told, will love it, but oh. I, I have not seen it yet. So you There's just said scoop. you just said we're going to hate it. No, I'm, I'm saying that the younger audience especially will love it. How young? I have yet to see it. We'll see. I think you're young, Pat. I think your whole crew is young. I think. Oh, okay. Young, okay. 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 Shams, Shams like 24 you, years Shams. old, aren't you? 27. Younger, than, so people younger than you, you think will, will like it or what? What's the range you think? I mean, I, I assume definitely. You know, kids in middle school, high school. Uh, you know. Uh, so, uh, so it's going to stay. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> no, it's going to be good. We will not. I'll see it. I'll, I'll see it. A thousand percent. I'll go to the theaters. Uh, LeBron in those no. Sprite commercials. Oh, crush oh, it! Such a good actor. Everybody sees him. Train wreck. Crush oh, it! Call me. Anything else? Not that I can. Think Espy's, of. He was the SB host, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. One year dancing. Yeah. Yeah, he's good in yeah. all these commercials with uh, the 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 bugs. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. The rabbit. Yeah, Bugs Bunny. Oh, oh bugs yeah, yeah. Bugs. Yeah. Fucking right. I almost called it Rabbit ra- Roger. No, you had it. Well, Roger. Oh, Rabbit Roger Rabbit also, also works. Roger Rabbit was in there? No, no but that's actually that's a cartoon. But that's as well. cartoon yeah. rabbit. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate you, man. Can't thank you enough for allowing us to penetrate your ear holes. To all the guests, thank you for your time. To everybody listening, thank you for your dedication. Thank you for sticking it out with us out here. Huh? Pretty good show today, I think, and hopefully it'll only get better and better. There are going to be days where the show stinks, but I hope those are limited. And maybe of the past. No, there's going to be more shows that stink, but you get it. Hashtag in the pod squad. Go ahead and get in game. Also, we're giving away some Sugar Sean shirts. You hashtag PMS Sugar Show to enter into that, and we'll see you tomorrow. Have an incredible Tuesday. Ty, please play some independent music and repel these people in a beautiful Tuesday. I almost messed it up. Jeez Louise. Let's get to it.